0: you're listening to. I mean, can we discuss? And I am your host Astrid Ferguson. We will be discussing different issues that can be debated, articulated, chopped up any kind of way. There's no real set way to this. It could be culturally, it could be socially, it could just be how we're feeling today. So you're here for the randomness and I hope you're here to stay. So remember to subscribe, share and tell me what you think. Hey, 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 welcome to season two, episode five of I Mean Can We Discuss, and I am your host, Astra Ferguson. And today, I wanted to talk about the hard things that we don't talk about as entrepreneurs, as side hustlers, as dream chasers, all of the above, whatever acronym you want to use. And that is... What to do after a layoff? How do you move forward? Let's face it. All of us usually start at some job. Most of us have to do something in order to get paid. Uh, entrepreneurship, if anybody has, has said to you that it takes off as soon as you start, has lied to you. Sometimes it takes several years before you even see a penny when you decide to become an entrepreneur. Uh, The rule of thumb, um, typically, of what people will say, um, especially since, you know, my uh, master's is in business, the rule of thumb generally, meaning that is the average, is three years before you see a profit. Um, If you fall... You know, under that or above that, you know, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with your business or, you know, um, any of those things. It just means sometimes it may take longer for you. Sometimes it may not. Sometimes you're fortunate enough that you're uh, you're able to kickstart it and start seeing a profit within, I don't know, two years or so. But it it takes a while Uh, For some of us, especially as creatives, it may take a little longer because we start, we have all these ideas and sometimes you're unclear, you know, until you get that clear message of exactly that thing that you can do great because you can do many things well, but that thing that you can do great that'll set you apart, it may take you a little time and that's okay because I'm there. I've been there. I'm good at a lot of things, but something that I do great, I think I'm still in a way finding that. Um, I am a very creative person. I have a mind that goes in a hundred million directions. I've always been good at developing processes. I'm great at that. But is it something that I really enjoy Mm, not always and that is what I have found now the reason why I decided to do this subject is because this is actually something that I am actually currently dealing with so first things first I want you to understand that layoffs happen to anyone it can happen to you it can happen to someone you know It's not always personal. And the first thing that comes to your mind is, what did I do wrong, right? We think to ourselves, what could I have done differently? Did I do something that caused me to be laid off? Especially if you're seeing that the company is hiring other people, but they're laying you off. It's not necessarily that all the time. Sometimes companies decide to lay you off because they have decided to outsource your um, department or line of work. Companies feel sometimes that by outsourcing it that they may save some money, you know. Um, It really depends. Some people outsource and then they find out that outsourcing actually costs them more money than to to pay the people that were on the payroll already to do it. Sometimes they will outsource because they don't want to invest money in new systems. It really depends on what the overall vision is, what they see in the future, you know, maybe they're getting ready to sell the company. Anyway, and they're alleviating costs. I mean, it's a ton of things that can happen that can be happening in the background that quite frankly has nothing to do with you. Um, And I know that it's disappointing. I mean, I know that as people, we get used to routine, right? So if you've been in the job for so many years, Um, and then to have to start all over, like that seems very daunting and overwhelming. And at the same time, if you've been kind of, you know, out of it for a while, you haven't been interviewing. So, you know, you have to get back out there. Maybe it's been quite a few years for you and you need to get that, that resume updated, whatever that may look like for you. Then the other, another question that you could be asking yourself is, especially if you look around, was it, was it something pertaining to my, my race, my gender, Um, anything involving with the EOC, you know, that can be possible. Um, especially, you know, as people of color, uh, I mean, let's face it. In most industries, there's only maybe 10% where there is people of color. And if you're the only one in your department that is a person of color or you're a woman, and in my case, I am the only woman, um... It can feel that way, you know, and it, hey, look, it can happen. I'm not saying that it can't. It'll be kind of hard to prove based on a layoff. Um, but, you know, hey, look, it's it's not like it hasn't happened in the past. But if you truly feel like that's what happened, then you should consult a lawyer and you should see what options you have. Now, so what do you do after you've looked at all these questions, right? So the first thing that I would say that everyone should do is you have to work on the mental piece. So I would suggest writing yourself a thank you letter. Write yourself a thank you letter, start pointing out all the fantastic things you've done, all the great work that you've put out there. If you have any performance reviews that you've had recently and they raved about you, use that as well. Take take things from there. It's very important to acknowledge and validate your feelings. We all go through these stages where we go down. We We feel like we're down in a slump, you know. Especially with something like this where it's unexpected. So it's very important to take the time to acknowledge and validate how you feel. Like actually sit down with yourself, write a thank you note. Um, and say that it's okay. You know, sometimes you need to sit with it. Just cause you didn't apply to a job that same day, it doesn't mean that something won't come about, right? Then the other thing is that you're probably questioning yourself is, well, what do you do now? How do you move forward from this? Do you, especially if you've been chasing a dream or you've been hot side hustling and this main job was being used to finance this side hustle, this dream of yours, you may be asking yourself, how will I take care of my family? You have a family. What do I want to do? Can I afford a pay cut? These are all valid questions. So the first thing that I would say is this could be the moment where you decide to make your side hustle the main hustle. You may have to take a leap of faith. If you feel like you really have something, the idea is there, you have a business plan. Maybe this is the time that you really hone in on that. But like I said before, remember, new businesses, technically the first year you're at a loss. So you may still have to get a job, you know, especially if you're the breadwinner of your family. But you would have to get creative about the jobs that you go for, right? And we'll talk about that in a bit. The other thing is, when you're saying, should I take care of the family first? Of course. I mean, children, they need to be fed, right? They really don't care what's going on with you. Bills keep coming in. So you have to become very creative about making money to take care of them first. Um, Can you afford a pay cut? Well, this is the time for you to sit down and look over all of your finances. Is there anything that you can cut? Do you really need that cable? Do you really need all those monthly memberships? If you find a job that's closer to home, How much is it saving you in gas, tolls, mileage? Can you pack your lunch every day? Can you become more resourceful about the meals that you're making? I mean, let's face it. One of the biggest expenses in most of our um, um, families or or, uh, uh, things that we have as parents is usually food. I mean, even if you're single, I mean, think about, do you eat out all the time? And that counts if you're going to Starbucks, if you're going to McDonald's, if you, I mean, think about all of that. This is a time for you to actually look through all your finances and look at that. Maybe you can downgrade some some plans. Maybe you can um, talk to some of your, uh bill collectors maybe they have something while you're laid off you know um all of those things you you're going to have to become the coupon queen or king you know um this is where coupons come in very very handy so that's why it's extremely important that you learn to run extremely lean especially during these times if you have certain things that you really like, like getting your nails and hair done every two weeks, you may have to, you know, resort to you doing that yourself until you figure some things out. If you're always shopping on Amazon, Amazon might have to be put on hold. So it's looking at all of those things for you to answer these questions. Remember, only you know what you want and what you're capable of doing. Then the other thing is actually sitting down, taking inventory of all of the jobs that you have done. Were you bored? If the answer is yes, then maybe it's time for a career change. Then you have another set of questions. How do I shift from one career to the other? How do I put that in paper so that they I even get the interview? Because let's face it, most of us we become pigeon toed based on what our previous job was or what our previous experiences are. And people don't always look at us as um flexible beings, like that we can we can be taught things, and then that's the other thing that that uh as as humans, as people in general, we struggle with is that we, we want people to know everything, but we don't want to train them. We don't want to teach them. We don't want to have conversations. We struggle communicating. We don't listen. Like it's very, very tough. So it's very important for you to sit back and take an inventory of all of these things and maybe freshen up your resume where it's not more Task oriented and more strategic. Like putting numbers in there. Were you in charge of certain accounts? Did you reach certain um, peaks as as you being, I don't know, let's just pretend, project manager? Or if you're a writer, you know, think about um, articles, big articles and big places that you've been in. Um, Think about you know, the, the the type of writing that you typically enjoy writing about, you know, subjects that you enjoy writing about, all of these things. Then to go back to what I had said, where do you give up on your side hustle because you've been laid off because now you don't have that finance piece to support your side hustle or your your dream? Well, the good thing is. That's completely up to you. You don't have to give up on anything. You can either do the free tasks or you can do the tasks that will generate some return on investment or that's only going to bring some kind of money in the door because let's face it, you need it. So things that you can do if you're you're in the business of creating products or merchandise, you can look up different places like workshops that you've been wanting to attend. Obviously, you can't afford to submit for the vendor application or um, to attend the actual workshop. A lot of these places will actually have People who sponsor vendors. So if you are a member or or you're subscribed to their newsletter, chances are they will send you that information. That information is usually not publicly or, or it's not available to the public because they want to become very strategic about that, which is another very good reason to have a website and to have... Um, to have your stuff, you know, readily available, like online. Um, And also when you're, when you see these things, um, it's important, it's important to hop on it right away. So this is why websites are very important and to have newsletters and things that you submit to your, your followers. Um, because that's going to mean, you know, like you have a relationship and you're going to provide these things to these people. It's very important to keep that in mind. So if you find these applications and you submit for the sponsorship, that would mean that they would pay for your vendor application. It would, if you have to fly out, a lot of times they would fly you out. So you would be able to be a vendor for free so you would make some money off your merch and you would cut back on those expenses and at the same time you're not giving up on your dream so that's one creative way of doing that another creative way is to have people become patrons like on my last episode where I told you guys about the can we discuss familia, right? People who decide to become patrons, it's it's a way of you gaining income that will go towards your business and that will help you provide for these customers in a more unique way. So that's another way of becoming creative. Another thing would be to only dedicate your time to money-making tasks. So, for instance, we've had quite a few bookstagrammers that come on this show. If you're a bookstagrammer and you want to make some money off of your reviews, this is a reason why you would have a blog. So you can have services where you actually charge for these reviews because it's on your own platform, on your own blog, you can charge. Now, if you're putting it somewhere else, like you're putting it online or you Goodreads or something like that, you can't charge because that wouldn't be an honest review. But if you're a really well-known bookstagrammer and you get a lot of traction coming to your website, you can charge for a review and that can range anywhere i mean i've seen things from like 300 to i mean in thousands um obviously if you're new york times you will charge a pretty hefty penny right so that's one way of making money as a bookstagrammer now, you can alleviate your expenses by only doing reviews on the free books that you get, on the giveaways that, that you've earned, um, and just not buying a new book unless it's given to you. Another thing is, like I've said, check all of your monthly memberships. If you have a ton of monthly memberships for like, let's say, book of the month or other types of places where they send you a book, maybe you cut back on those and you see how much money you save on there as well. Another thing you can do if you're, it's where you get creative about the jobs that you get, where you want to hone in on your side hustle and maybe you're not really prepared to take on another full-time gig just yet because you're just not sure what you want to do look for freelance jobs you can do writing for other people you can do blogs for other people you can do you can write content um and you charge for all of that Freelance places, I mean, you won't make much, but it's like um, Fiverr or Upwork. Um, Those are places that you can actually place yourself in there and someone can see you and decide to hire you. Or you can actually go to like freelancing sites like FlexJobs and do freelance work that way or reach out to people that you know that need some administrative stuff done if you're really good with excel and things like that you can offer your services and get paid you know something that gets you by the other thing you can do is decide to do virtual jobs or part-time jobs um virtual jobs would be like if you want to be an administrative A virtual administrative assistant. Um, That's a type of a virtual job. If you see a lot of these online businesses and they're looking for people to work virtually, which which there's a lot of them now, you can be like a social media content creator. You can be in charge of the blogging. You can be whatever these these companies are looking for. Those are types of virtual jobs. And what I say by virtual jobs, it means you're working remotely. So you're not really leaving your house. You're working from your house. So, you know, that, that saves in the cost of travel. Um, so that would offset if there is a pay cut. You know, so think about those things. As far as part-time jobs, there's, a, I mean, a whole list of things that you can do. Um, If you need a part-time job that offers you benefits, I always say Starbucks is your place to go. They are one of the few companies that I know that offer benefits to their part-time workers. You can be like an age an agent teacher. You can be both virtual. You can actually go to the actual school, especially if you went to a school where you got your bachelor's or your master's, go back to those places. uh, Chances are because you got a bachelor's or your master's, you can do some basic, you know, courses. Like I could go back and do like business 101 because I have experience working in business and I graduated with that degree so I can teach don't think that just because um, you don't have your PhD that you can't teach as an agent teacher you can what you can't do is the more advanced teachings like the mo- the more advanced courses and it really depends on the actual college but most colleges for those one-on-1 Um, courses you actually don't need a PhD so if you didn't know that keep that in your back pocket and obviously like I said these are very difficult times to deal with so be very very patient with yourself especially while you're looking And you're trying to figure out what you're going to do moving forward. It takes anywhere from six months to a year sometimes to land a new job. Um, There is always the possibility of collecting unemployment. Um, And just become very resourceful with the resources that you do have. Everything will work out in the end. And this is only a temporary setback. It doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't mean that you can't come back even stronger from this. It definitely doesn't mean that you are not entitled to go after a dream or that you were too busy focusing on your dream and you didn't see this thing coming. You know, ignore all of those type of thoughts because those are just thoughts that keep you feeling down, keeping you feeling like you're a victim, Um, and then you become angry at yourself, and that can affect you. That can affect, you know, you landing that job you really want. It can affect your future decisions, and you definitely don't want to be so hard on yourself. I mean, think about it. Would you treat your friends like that? Would you say those things to your friends? So if you wouldn't even talk like that to your own friends, why would you talk to yourself that way? So keep all of these things in mind. Journaling does you know is does wonders. Focus on being grateful for the things that you do have. I know that. Layoffs are tough and they hinder so many families and it can be a hard, hard time for a while. But trust me when I tell you, something better is coming. So that's all I had for you guys today. As always, please go look at the Can We Discuss Familia? I will start adding some more exclusive things over there. Um, For these show notes, remember to go to astraferguson.com forward slash podcast and get all the goodies over there. I will share the bullet points of all the things that I have shared on here. And until next time, guys. Ciao. That was a wrap for today thank you so much for listening to I mean can we discuss don't forget to subscribe follow us if you want to see what we're up to what projects we're up to and enjoy the rest of your day night wherever you might be I was your host Asher Ferguson signing off